we're still in first place, I think, fourth in the AFC. We got a chance to, you know, accomplish a goal that 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 we set out to do, um, and, and that's to to win the AFC South. Obviously, we, we're making it hard on ourselves, but we have to stay focused on that. 1010XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today with your hosts Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Mike DeRocco, and oh, my pocket. Dylan Denmark. Ah, oh, it's a new name I think we've given him, huh? Is that new? Pockets? Is that... <laughs> I'm not Pock- getting involved in this. <laughs> Pockets. We I'm need not. some positivity for tomorrow, man. We cannot go with the uh, I got you. Monotone Doug tomorrow. We going like regular music or Christmas music? I don't know, man. You Whatever I to- want make the call on that copy like billy napier there a little bit who did doug peterson with that monotone oh thing yeah right there Sounded a lot i like try not billy to listen napier. to billy i just appreciate He's the results the of his guy. labor you know <laughs> the on-field results of his labor anyway enjoy your year in gainesville dj <laughs> <laughs> you know what we don't talk about those things on this program this is an nfl jaguar centric program so we'll stick to that mike dempsey good morning tony smith good How morning i'm doing well Pockets a little lighter today. No pun mm-hmm. intended with the pockets. Two weeks in a row in the breakfast bowl. Yep. I feel like because when the Jags lose, we try not to dwell on the breakfast bowl early in the week, you know, because it's like you know, we got bigger fish to fry. I feel like Tony has not uh, had enough mental ridicule. ridicule. Yes. Yeah, it's a perf- <laughs> that's a perfect word for it. So uh, we'll try to take that opportunity uh, today. D-Rock, uh, you look very spry and spiffy in your – um, lumberjack gear. Yeah, right it's there very today. cold out. I am uh, I'm a cold, cold man in my old age now. When's the last time you chopped any wood for the wood pile? Uh, let's see. You were doing any uh, wood wood cutting? Yeah, with the the, we have like a little fire bowl. We have fireplace. Yeah. And, you know, we'll buy some of that firewood from, you know, Home Depot or wherever it is and then, you know, try and split it up a All little right. bit. We'll I, look, hatch it. I sit here. I have not uh, probably swung a, an axe or hatchet in anger in my life. As I think, I'm sure I've held one in my hand. Right. I cannot tell you if I've actually swung one with the business end striking wood. Can't recall that I have. So I'm going to yeah, say I, I have. Don't, I've never done swung a full axe of all. Well, either one, hatchet, yeah. whatever. Yeah. The wood splitting whole deal. Mm-hmm. Don't have yeah. a fireplace. Don't have a fire pit. Any of that. <laughs> Just saying. That's all right. right. Yeah. Like. Merry Christmas, D Rock. Merry Christmas. Early to Merry everyone. Christmas. Are we going to get a Merry Christmas present? An early Christmas present with the presents of Jolly old St. Trev it's coming out of the sleigh. We may not have a cart, but we got a sleigh. <laughs> got a <laughs> charter, chartered airline. Right. Uh, for, well, for the seven-minute flight to Tampa. It, uh, anything, the opinions expressed by Mike DeRocco are just opinions today, okay? There's no, like, we don't have any secret medical file, you know what I mean? Like, people are, is Trevor going to play? I don't know. Um, what does your gut tell you? Do you think he is going to play on Sunday? I think if he doesn't practice today, then I would not expect him to play. Okay. So if he practices today, though, you think? I uh, think there's a chance. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah the, the, the thing of it is, is you can never know with a concussion. It's not like you can look at his ankle and right. say, okay, it's getting better on Thursday. He's oh, it's even well. better on Friday. Right. But, you know, with concussions, you could be doing well on Thursday, better on Friday, and then wake up Saturday morning with yeah. worse symptoms. But it, there's no better indication for a player coming out of the concussion protocol than they get back on the practice field. Right. That's the indication. Even in a limited capacity, back on the fr- practice field tells you they really are improving. It's close. Right. Right to getting reinstated, being ready to go. 
uh, for the game that weekend. That's what happened with Brock Purdy during that week. He was limited on Thursday, full go on Friday, played that weekend. We've seen, I think, one player that didn't practice all week and still got cleared. I think Amari Cooper, one week with a concussion. Now, he was dealing with ankle and shoulder and all these different injuries, too, so who knows how much of right, it was. Right, he might have he been just, out of the protocol earlier. Right, just rested him, yep. and he didn't practice Thursday or Friday that week, but played on Sunday, but I think he's the only player that didn't practice all week in any capacity and still played that weekend coming out of the concussion protocol. But with Trevor, he's got to be limited today or tomorrow, you would think, to have a real chance to play on Sunday, likely. Yeah, and and look, even if he's limited today and limited Friday, if he comes off on Saturday – Good enough. Is that good enough to play? I don't know. I mean, he has. He wouldn't have taken really many first-team reps at all. He wouldn't have been in the meetings. That's the other thing. Like, with an ankle, with a knee, with a toe, you know, you're in those meetings and right. stuff. Um, you know, depending on where your symptoms are and what you have to do and, and what the recommendation is, you might not be in the meetings all week. Um, he was at the facility Wednesday. We do know that. Um, but – yeah, C.J. You know. Bessard said he talked to him. Yeah, Doug said, said he's he was progressing doing well. Progressing that, well. That doesn't mean – It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, well, it's right. better yeah. than, than you know – Like you can't open we his eyes. We haven't seen him yet. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. He's, right. You know, I mean, C.J. Stroud was basically ruled out for the Texans for a second consecutive week on Tuesday. Right? They said Pretty much, very yeah. unlikely that he's going right. to play this week. I mean, that you haven't heard anything like that with Trevor. That obviously, you know – Houston's preparing to be without their quarterback this week. Not that the Jags aren't preparing to be without their guy. It's just don't know if it's going to come to pass uh, or not that he's going to be able to get out there on the field. And uh, today, a couple of questions for you from Chad and Sandy Real Estate out there on social media. You can answer them here on the uh, phone lines or the text line as well. One, uh, just what is your confidence level for this week? If C.J. Beathard is, in fact, the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, your choices are Jags win no matter what. I think the Jags still win, but you're obviously a little less confident in the outcome there. Bucks the clear favorite, or the Jags have no chance based on the way you see it. And the uh, primary question of the day is more on the long-term outlook right now. I was looking at, uh, you know, I get these emails from various uh, sports books that send you the odds, right? Mm-hmm. And there's just another uh, Vegas online outfit that basically put the Jags at 59% to make it to the postseason is where the books have it right now. Yes? Did you have a, uh, yeah, an addendum I, to that? I do. Um, according to ESPN Analytics, they have a 61% chance to win the division and 80, which would rise to 81% chance with a victory. Um, if they lose, it would fall to 41% chance, but that is also independent of other outcomes. But that's 61% chance to win the division. Correct. That's not bad, right? No. I mean, the, the no. number I saw was 59% to make the playoffs. Um, and again, sports books put out odds there. It's not necessarily the mathematical odds. They're trying to make money. Make money, right. <laughs> they're, so they're trying to influence um, outcomes on either side of that line. Uh, but – it's just interesting to me that we asked our primary question of the day, with three games to go in the regular season, how do you think things will end up for the Jags this year? AFC South champs, 58%, are voting that way, which is right there in that range of where you know the different prognostications and the right. analytics have them. Uh, 11.5% say 
earn a wild card berth. Nearly a third of, ja- I presume, mostly Jaguar fan uh, respondents to these polls, 30.5% say they'll miss the playoffs entirely right now. So look, Doom and gloom in Duval. Well, I, I don't know. Is it doom and gloom or is it we don't have our quarterback potentially this week? We're not playing our best football. We can't run the ball. Is it just reality? Like if we. That's still oh, doom it's reality, and but it's still is doom it? and gloom. Yeah. yeah. Is it? It's yeah. both. Yeah. Because, look, you're looking at if, – if they're taking – you're asking them to consider, okay, are you going to beat the Panthers? Probably not. Are you going to beat the, the Titans? No. So – oh, Who said that? Well, if they're not going to make the playoffs, the question what, would be – What if, what if they lose, lose to the Bucs and, and the Colts win this week? You're, it's no longer in your control necessarily, at least for the division. Right, the, but you're saying playoffs. Well, yeah, that 31% say miss the playoffs, but right. if you lose one game, like, I don't know who's, who's – uh, I guess the Colts would – Take over the division. It might be hard. Yeah, it might be them expecting to lose two out of three right. at, at a minimum. I don't. I think most people, no matter what happens this week, are going to expect them to beat the Panthers next week. So, um, sure, I would expect that, that or expect that. That's but even what people, people saying believe. they'll miss the playoffs, I bet will think the people that are voting there. It's up to thirty-one point five now. Got <laughs> went up a full percent. Um, even the people voting that they'll miss the playoffs, I think would, if you asked them to go game by game, would pick them to beat Carolina. Most of them. Vast majority of them. two and one would should be good enough to get them in. Well, two and one, right? But yeah. they may, they may be looking at like, hey, you know, Tennessee in week eighteen might want to play spoiler. We don't know what kind of shape we're going to be in. I get it. We beat ten. Look, I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily look at it as doom and gloom. If you think they're going to miss the playoffs, I think you may. That's that's the reality you see. I'm not saying you have to agree with that reality. I just we don't know what the reality will be. But uh, I don't know. Like doom and gloom to me is like we all know that guy. Oh. You know, they go down 3 nothing. Oh, it's over with. Hacker. I wasn't going to say. I didn't even use the voice. I didn't even use the voice. Didn't even use the voice. And I voice. love Hack. I love Hack. But, it, man, I love following him on game That's day. That's doom and gloom. Okay? I love following him on Twitter on game day. But that is doom and gloom. Uh, I don't think necessarily just straight out say, hey, I think the most likely thing is they don't make it is necessarily doom and gloom. Evan Ingram said, hey, season's not slipping through our fingers. We'll hear from C.J. Beathard a little bit today, which is not good because that means <laughs> Trevor Lawrence wasn't speaking, right? I mean, that's just the reality of it. No, nothing against C.J. except that we don't want him to play a snap. That's the only thing I have against C.J. is his presence on the field. All that means is that we just don't have our guy out there. That's all. Yeah, I, I, I was telling what well, told Tony this. Yeah, I was looking at his stats as a starter, C.J.'s yeah. stats as a starter, um, two and ten is the record. But yes. the stat that that sticks out to me again, this is twelve starts. He's been sacked forty one times in those twelve starts. And oh by the way, the Jags pass block win rate, thirty first in the league. Worse than the run. Now block that's doom and rate. gloom right there. Right. Well yeah. that well, or or is that <laughs> that's reality. reality. It is right. Really is reality. that yeah. just like, hey, this guy maybe holds the ball a little too long historically? Because you said it's the reality that leads to the doom and gloom. Yes, right. Maybe. Like again, it's the roadmap. It's, it's both. It's like I don't think. No, I think doom and gloom is up. just you're always looking for the the worst outcome. You know, or always expecting the worst outcome here. I I think you know if you if you pick the Bucks, it's not because you're just necessarily a negative person about the Jags. I just think the Bucks are hot. They're at home, and you've got issues. And, Pretty evident. We'll talk about those issues today. If you want to talk about them with us uh, and weigh in on the questions of the day or anything else Jaguar-related, you're welcome to do that at 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines, also on the text line. 
designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Hit us up on social media, at MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL Fat Tony, at ESPN DeRocco, and at 1010XL Denmark. Hold my pocket! All right, new name for you today we're trying out, so that's good. Uh, we got the breakfast bowl in hour number two. We'll talk Jags, Bucks throughout the course of the next two hours. You're listening to Jaguars today. Keep it right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. It's a Mike DeRocco Thursday on Jaguars Today is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air on 1010XL. Still in the protocol, uh, progressing well, but we have to follow the we follow the steps, so we can't skip anything. So um, still in, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's doing better. Um, he's uh, He's been in the building today. I get to talk to him and hang out with him today, so. All right, Doug Peterson and C.J. Beathard weighing in. All we can do is wait and see on Trevor Lawrence and his potential health and availability. As we've said all week, wish him the best, you know, uh, and wish all these guys the best. And we still critique them, talk about their play and all that stuff, and that doesn't mean we don't understand there's a a human toll to the game. But, uh, you know, we're debating is it reality or gloom and doom to think the the Jags may not fare well down the stretch. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. I think matter. we can remove the gloom side of it. But the take right now that they're not going to make the playoffs, that's doomy. Right? Like, it just <laughs> is. That doesn't mean that it has to be gloomy about it. It doesn't have to be, oh, nothing's ever going to go right again. Maybe we can remove that part of it. But if you're saying, no, they're not going to win Sunday, they're not going to make the playoffs, the season's going to collapse, that's doom. Right, like could be. I mean, it's not like it, look, it's not like there's no evidence for it, though. I'm not saying there's not. I'm not saying that's not even an honest take on it, but it is doomy. Based on what this franchise has been the last 20 years, totally understandable that people would. Feel I get that it. Way. Yeah, Completely, I think it, it's totally it's understandable, understandable that a lot of fan bases would feel yeah. that way. The Bucks feel great about themselves. They're a game behind the Jags in terms of the overall picture. They're not obviously competing against each yeah. other for a playoff. And we don't spot, have to but, make them officially today, but D Rock, are you going to pick the Jags on Sunday? No. Are you going to pick Baker Mayfield today? <laughs> yeah, that might have been I, disgusting. I to you. That's one thing I can pretty much count I can't on today. Recall, Senator. You know, if you want to know why the Jags lost this week, D Rock took Gus Edwards in the Breakfast Bowl. Mm. Period. Mm. Period. And D Rock finished first in the Breakfast Bowl this week, did he and, not? And, and D Rock remains in dead <laughs> ass last in the Breakfast Bowl for the season. Man, I didn't even tell you in the press box, he was cheering when Gus Edwards won the end zone. Not man. Was he? Did he do a hand? That is not true. Did he jump he up with fists in the air? True. The Gator sideline? Oh, man. Uh, here's doom and gloom for you on the text line designed oh, by go. Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, Trevor being present in the meetings means nothing. He's lost out there during the games, even when he's in the meetings all week. So, hey, why practice? Why even practice, right? I mean, show up on Sunday. I wouldn't call that doom and gloom. I'd call that dumb. <laughs> Whatever. Dumb and gloom. Um, That's not as bad as the guy who hit me on Sunday night. That's time to move on for Trev- from Trevor. Oh, oh like, yeah. I, I got something that. along yeah. those lines, too. Like, I'm like, like, the experiment is over. Right. Like, what? Yeah. Experiment? I wonder how many of the people that have had that take this week also during his rookie year said they should have gone after Mac Jones. Right? Like, I wonder how much of a crossover The Venn diagram that has yeah. a lot of overlap. Right. Yeah, with that kind of thing going on because, yeah, that's nonsense. Look, here's uh, from, from the desk of the, the doomiest guy out there, Duval Doom. Here we go. Uh, if our offensive line is as bad as the stats indicate, what chance do we have in the playoffs? I know anything could happen, but goodness, I'm struggling to find any hope regarding this team right now. I'm not saying 
that they have much of a chance to go deep in the playoffs. No. I still want to get to the playoffs. Absolutely. You know, as we were just discussing on the break here, the Jags going having back-to-back winning seasons doesn't happen very often. The Jags making the playoffs in back-to-back years hasn't happened this century. Right. Let's move the benchmark, right? Let's at least – and granted, it may be a disappointment. It may be – okay, we won a playoff game last year, we didn't this year, or we got in as a wild card, whereas we won the division last year, whatever. Eight and three and snuck it out in the AFC South, you know, that kind of okay. still better. Like, to me, make the playoffs get eliminated, get blown out in the first round is better than not making the playoffs. It just is because you do have that chance, and you don't know what the outcome is going to be, and it's not predetermined, and you get to roll the dice and go out there and and build a little bit more experience and, again, establish to – your players to your potential future free agents that you're trying to attract, that this is a team now that you can expect to be in the postseason year after year. We got the quarterback and head coach figured out. Come be a part of the solution here in Jacksonville to take us beyond just good enough to get in. I, I still think it means a lot I do to make the postseason. Absolutely. So. Uh, look, sustained success is something people around here have been wanting forever. And while back-to-back years with winning records and back-to-back playoff appearances isn't, I guess, by total definition, sustained success, but in order to get to that sustained success, you got to get to the point where it's two years in a row you're doing that kind of thing. So, yes, if they don't make the playoffs this year, it's a massive, huge disappointment. But if they make the playoffs and go 0-1, win the division, lose at home, you've at least started to establish that you're the team to beat in the division. Correct. Correct. Going forward. Yes. And it doesn't guarantee you anything next year. But again, it just like I do think it sends a a kind of a mental benchmark that this is the bare minimum what we can expect in this era of football. That you know, and And you would hope that if all that happened, that that would reinforce the message to those in charge of the Jaguars that maybe this offseason we should address the issues that are wrong with our team. That we didn't address last offseason. All right, devil's advocate here. Um, hey, we made the playoffs with this bad offensive line. Let's do it again. <laughs> just kidding. This offensive I'm just, line's ooh. worse this year. I, I'm Ooh. just kidding. Yes. I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I'm just pointing out like yes. that, you know. Correct. You can spin it any way you like. Yeah, by uh, the way, that pass block win rate we were talking about. Yes. They are 31st at 48.6%. Who which, Did you tell us who was 32nd? The New England Patriots at 42.5. Okay. So that basically means they are losing more pass blocks than they are winning, which is awful. And it doesn't and, and it doesn't feel like that is the, the issue compared to the run game. Comparison, there's one team above 70, and that's the Chiefs at 78%. But you've got from 2 through 11, teams are in the 60s. So that's kind of where you want to be in the 55 and up. Yeah. You know, at the very and worst. And they're sub-50. Right, they're sub-50. Right, 50. And, and it does obviously mean that if you're 60%, doesn't mean you're giving up sacks on 40% of the pass plays. It just no. means somebody's getting beat on 40% of the snaps, but the quarterback can make up for that. Lots of things can make up for that. A good play call at the right time can make up for that. All kinds of things. So, um, all right, interesting nonetheless. I think that that is surprising to me that it's worse compared to their peers in pass blocking that it is in run blocking. And I think that's, in some ways, a testament to what Trevor Lawrence is able to do sometimes to, quote, play above the X's and O's, you know, to get rid of the ball quickly, to extend a play, to do whatever. Um, 
like to see him have that opportunity this week. Let's go out to the phones for the first time today at 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines. Bishop in Mandarin is first up today. Hello, Bishop. Hey, guys. How you doing? Excellent. What's up, man? Uh, a couple quick things. Um, I'm a diehard in my life, since my whole life, uh, Niner fan. And um, I listen to, you know, Odyssey. I listen to the local the channels up there for as far as the Niner news and everything. And um, you guys, man, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, you know, put you up on a pedestal, but you guys have really good shows on this channel. I listen to it pretty much every day and all the different segments are really good. It's much better than what I got to tolerate as far as the, you know, the, the networks up there, as far as the Niner stations. Um, so I wanted to say that. And then the other thing was, um, you know, CJ Beathard ends up playing. He was with us for a while. He's, he's not, if you give the guy a little bit of time, he can win you a game. Uh, you know, he just, he just gets nervous. He gets rattled and then, you know, he goes down easy, but if they give him some time, you know, you guys can beat the Bucks with Beathard, but obviously, you know, Trevor being there would be a lot better. So that's all I really have, guys. I appreciate right. it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bishop. That was um, nice. Thank yeah. you. It was nice. Um, Stop dipping a toe. Jump in the pool, man. We're right here. <laughs> Look. Not today. It's right. too cold today. Come on, come on board. Yeah, we even got him in the stadium. Look, How do you we're want to this do close to yeah. being as good as a Niner <laughs> right now. Um, anyway, uh, forget I said that. Uh, no, I think they can win with C.J. Beathard. Sure. I, uh, but, again, it's much like Flacco, right? When they got some pressure on Flacco, Flacco threw some one hoppers. When they blocked it up and you had a bust in coverage, Flacco has been around the block. He's going to find that guy and he's going to hit him. Now, Beathard doesn't have the near the game experience of a Joe Flacco, uh, but he has more than a Jake Browning does, you know, for instance. So block it. Up. That's the question. 31st pass block win rate. Not good. No. Right, so and will he have top, that kind of time? Down your top two receivers or two your top three receivers. Look, if if the holding call doesn't get called and Beathard had hits Ridley inside the five yard line like he did, right, and right. sets up a game winning score, we'd be getting ta- we're tweets. feeling yeah. completely differently. We're going to be like, hey, if Beathard wins this game, do we just roll with him into the right. postseason? <laughs> right? Am I wrong? I'm you I know. I was just going to say there, we'd be getting tweets where people are like Beathard should be the starter. Yes, uh, well, we already, I mean, what a coup by the Patriots uh, to take Nathan Rourke from the Jaguars. I'm not sure how, there's a large segment of Jags, Jags fans that are even able to get out of bed now. I, I, honestly, that. somebody the other day put in the YouTube chat that Belichick did it to teach the Jaguars a lesson that you have to protect your quarterbacks when you have two of them that are banged up right now. Ignoring the fact that, he didn't protect Will Greer, and the Chargers signed him off the New England practice squad, and that's why they needed to go get another quarterback. And like, that's the thing people ugh. don't understand. So Any aggravating. team in the league could have signed Rourke off the practice At squad. any time. Correct. All year. And until Correct. one lost their practice squad quarterback, they and they had a need to fill that spot, nobody gave him a peek. You know what the Patriots thought? The Patriots thought Nathan Rourke is marginally better than E.J. Perry. Boom. That's what the Patriots There thought. you go. Because they could have signed E.J. Perry as well. Correct. Uh, let's go to Don here in Jacksonville next up on Jaguars today. Good morning, Don. Hey, good morning. Hey, it's funny, that guy. I'm a Niner fan first. I've been out here 18 years, but we go to the Jags games all the time. But that Niner guy, when he was talking about a couple of weeks ago, when, or when the Niners had a three-game losing streak, they were saying, they were they were calling uh, Purdy Perdopolo. That's how <laughs> nutty the fans are. So, you know, so you know the people out here, they're just as nuts, but they're just as nuts back there. I'm surprised he didn't bring that up. 
but um, yeah. Anyway, and then uh, yeah, as far as Beathard, you know, he can get, he can get the job done for a game, but he's I mean, like the Niners cut him, him and Mullins, they were like battling out to see who can lose games, but he he could win a game. But but Tampa, they played the Niners tough. I think it's gonna be a tough game for the Jags. Anyway, great show. Talk to you. All right, thank you. Uh, look. What is Tunt, happening? I, I don't know. Uh, well, they're, they're, they're winning because Beathard may play this week, I yeah. think, is the connection here. But Joshua Dobbs bounced around for a bunch of teams. Then he went to Minnesota, and he won a bunch of games in a row, and then all of a sudden he reverted back to Joshua Dobbs. For a one- or two-game scenario, all these guys should be able to have it in them that they could possibly win you a football game, yeah. right? I mean, they're Tommy DeVito have them on your yeah. roster. Right, Tommy DeVito won Monday Night Football against the Green Bay two weeks ago, right? I mean, exactly. No, Obviously, no one's saying, man, if Trevor's out for the rest of the year, we'll ride Beathard to the Super Bowl. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's suggesting that. Nobody thinks that is likely or maybe even possible, right? I'm, yeah. But in a one-week scenario, oh, I'm not saying they can't beat the Bucs if C.J. Beathard plays. Obviously, it makes it harder. I think they, they're going to have a hard time beating the Bucs, regardless of who plays quarterback, just because of all the things we're talking about. They're not running the ball. They're they're terrible in the red zone right now. The Bucs are hot. The Bucs believe momentum is a funny thing, right? And they've won three in a row, and even though they're 7-7 seven and seven, we're 8-6, and six, they feel a lot better about themselves, I would imagine, in that locker room than the Jags do at the moment. Um, we can change that all on Sunday afternoon. Coming up, uh, 641-1010 if you want to get in on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines. Uh, I see somebody here who's an, a legit Jag fan uh, getting ready to check in and pump this show up. But uh, we'll do that. No, it's not holiday, people. I, I almost feel like you know, somebody yesterday, people were asking us to put out the bat signal for holiday. And you know, you, you don't do that. You wait until he decides to show up. He yep. picks the moment. He picks the time. And, uh, and you know, you don't want to go to the karma pool to – Early, D-Rock. There's only so much karma in that pool. Good karma, I think. Okay. All right. <laughs> D-Rock, nothing to yeah, contribute yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, okay. Fantastic. All right, uh, we'll hear uh, from C.J. Beathard and Doug Peterson a little bit more coming up, but we'll take your calls as well. Breakfast Bowl next hour. This is Jaguars Today. Keep it right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. D-Rock on Jags Today is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air commercial and residential on 1010XL. All right, this one on the uh, text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. I get the feeling the majority is upset with being 8-6 and six with three games to go. Why? We have three winnable games left. Our roster declined. We have a more difficult schedule and we have injuries unlike last year. Our front office is terrible, but everyone got sucked in after slight success last year. That's his point of view or their point of view. Um, but that's kind of the thing, right? You get sucked in because of success, and you go, well, they had the success. Are they going to not build on that success? And you expect that Trevor Lawrence is going to take another step in his progression. Mm-hmm. These young players that are – the roster virtually intact from last year. You can't tell me that Arden Key is the massive difference between yeah. anything. And granted, the team is ahead of where they were last year, but I think it's not that you just compare it to last year. It's that last year was like, that's where you start. And you're going to build off that. And so I think people, I didn't think unreasonably, were thinking 11, 12 wins was very attainable for this yeah. team. 11 is still possible. And when you look at the fashion in which they lost some of these games to Cincinnati and Cleveland, and even the way they, they continually beat themselves, forget the Baltimore game because it was a 16-point march. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. But could you have easily 
had a play go differently here or there and win the Cincinnati and Cleveland games, and then you're sitting there at 10 and 4, and then nobody's complaining about anything, no. and they were right about their expectations. So, again, it comes down, you're talking about a handful of plays dictating where you are versus where you could be. And, yeah, people are upset because they're not making those plays, and that, that's fandom. You, you have expectations, and granted, they're dealing with injuries, but up until now, you know, the quarterback has played every game. Not every team can say that. Teams are out there rolling along with backup quarterbacks in many cases. So why can't we be that team? Why did yeah. our offensive line perform so poorly based on these metrics when we added to it? We added a first-round player who's apparently playing very well, right, and Anton right. Harrison. But, you know, your center and right guard probably both taking a step back in their performance here. Um, the left side of the line's been in flux for a variety of reasons, and it, the results are what they are. So, yeah, I mean, I don't understand why anybody yeah. couldn't understand why Jaguar fans could yeah. be upset right now. And result after result keeps stoking that fire, right? Whatever the frustration fire is, they keep throwing coal in it, right? Like, that's what's happened the last three weeks. And, look, they have a chance this weekend to sweep the NFC South. They have a chance at the end of the year against Tennessee to go through the whole divisional schedule and lose one game within the division, right? Like those things that we talked about a lot over the course of the offseason, this is what they have to do. They got to sweep the NFC South and they can lose maybe one game in the division, right? We said that how many times? Mm -hmm. And they're still alive to do those things. That right. doesn't make the other losses any less disappointing when they're happening, but there is still a lot out there for this football team. It's just hard to believe that they're going to get the things turned around that it feels like they need to get turned around to make the kind of playoff run that we all thought they were capable of making to begin the season. Like, it just doesn't feel like a team that is going to the divisional round and beyond in the playoffs right now with the way that they're playing. Doesn't it's, feel like it, yeah. but they, they, they'll write that story. and look, Beat the Bucks on Sunday, and maybe some of that starts to change. Jack fans being upset is a great thing. It means your standards are starting to yeah. notch upwards, right? Worst I, thing is apathy. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's it's wonderful if you're upset. It'd be great if you didn't have reason to be upset, right? That'd be number one. Right? <laughs> right, right. But given reason to be upset, the fact that you are upset is the second best choice, right? Because you're you're not settling for hey, we're eight and six. Yeah, we're here. We're this. We're that. No, but we the standard needs to start coming up. We expect division titles in this climate when Houston's got a rookie quarterback and. Tennessee's got a rookie quarterback, and Indy had a rookie quarterback and now is on to their backup quarterback. I mean, yeah. And by the way, you know, we're looking at that, you know, the the whole Minshew thing because we're saying on the break, there, I guarantee you there are people out there that still think the Jags should have had Minshew as their starting quarterback. And, you know, never mind the fact that, that he had four turnovers when he played the Jags this year. He's playing very well. He's got him in contention. Good for him. He's having two multiple things can be true. That Gardner Minshew's better than probably almost all the backups and maybe even a few starters in the National Football League. But he he's not, in my opinion, as good as Trevor Lawrence or even talent wise. He's not even in the conversation with Trevor right. Lawrence. Performance wise, he can be, um, but. Generally, you're going to bank on the guy with the way higher ceiling and try to draw that performance out of him, and that's obviously – I mean, it's not there, – there's not a GM in the league with, that would take Gardner Minshew over Trevor Lawrence. Nope. Period. That's bottom line. 
So anyway, uh, don't need to make it a referendum on that. But, uh, you know, these things cross our mind. Uh, let's go out to the phones once again. 641-1010 in the Ultra Roofing phone lines. Our man Byron in Gainesville. What's up, Big Byron? Oh, guys, thank you. Good morning for taking my call. Let me get my Duval. Oh, I needed that. I didn't need Byron to go, hey, guys, I've officially uh, become a San Francisco 49er. <laughs> I would have kept with the theme of the morning. Uh, what's up, Byron? Hey, first, wishing you guys happy holidays. And uh, Likewise. Guys, I am a holiday fan. So I'm trying to put out the bad signal with you guys. I don't know where the Maxwell House Coffee Building was at, uh, was it located, but I'm going to shine it on that building. So holiday called up. Uh, he's one of my favorite calls, and I love him because he reminds me of the old one of my favorite comedians, John Witherspoon. But, uh, guys, speaking football, you were talking about Indy and Houston. This is one of the strangest years. The injuries that everyone is experiencing, it's so much parity. You know, I'm just having faith and the coaches and the players going to get this done, beat Tampa, and uh, hold on, Jacksonville. It's close, but I think we're going to make it. So, go Jags! Duval! Thank you, Byron. I needed just a little pure Jag fandom injected in my veins right there. Um, but that's part of the thing, though. This is a, kind of a, like that year where you got one or two teams that are trying to separate themselves from the pack. At any given time, it's looked like maybe four or five, right? But it does feel like the middle class is just more middle class than ever, right? Like it just, you know, contender. Like is Buffalo a contender? People are like, oh, Buffalo could win the Super Bowl. Right now, they wouldn't even be in the playoffs if the playoffs started today, right? Jags beat them. Are the Jags better than Buffalo? Buffalo, you know what I mean? It's like there's so much. It's what happens every year, unfortunately. But, the, you know, you look at the, the teams that are supposed to be the best in the AFC this year, putting the Jags aside. Kansas City? Eh, okay. Struggle. They're much more vulnerable than they've been, yeah. right? Um, Cincinnati lost Joe Burrow. Should be more vulnerable, although Jake Browning's playing well, mm -hmm. right? Buffalo, not currently in the playoff picture. So, the opportunity just feels like it's there. Like yeah. Miami's record's good, but they've beaten a lot of really bad teams to get that record. So you're not quite sure how good they are. You know, yeah. I, I think they can go toe to toe with Cleveland. Obviously, they beat Pittsburgh. Give Baltimore credit, but you only have you know, it, like it just feels like the opportunity, Tony, is there for more than even just making the playoffs. I I want to hit that benchmark, but if we look back and go, man, look at that landscape. We could have picked our way through this thing if ever there was a year to put it all together and make that Super Bowl run. That, that I feel, is what every team that doesn't capitalize this year is going to look back at a wasted opportunity. Yeah, look, Buffalo is being talked about that way because they're red hot. Yeah. You know, they're red hot. And if I was any of these kind of mediocre teams in the AFC, I'm going, please don't let Buffalo get in. Right, like any of them, I'm going, please don't let Buffalo go in. If I'm Baltimore, I'm going, please don't let Buffalo get in. I don't want to have to deal with that in the AFC Championship game. I would like for them to lose a game or two here down the stretch and end this, right? Because they certainly look like a team that is really, really dangerous right now. Baltimore's playing well enough to be the one seed in the AFC. We just saw them up close. That team isn't scary. No, they're not a great team. They're good. They're, no. They, they've given credit. They found a way to win their games. They keep finding ways to win, and good for them for doing it that way. But they're not what Buffalo is right now, right? And Miami certainly isn't what Buffalo is right now. Like, Buffalo feels like that steam engine here at the end of the season in the AFC. They're going to be a problem for somebody to get in. But they still have to get in. But they got to get in. Right. Right? Like, they still have to fight their way in. But if they 
have to fight their way in, and they get in. Right. Then they're battle-tested. They're hot. Yeah. They're, they're, like, they those know. are the kind of teams that make those kind of runs. Jacksonville right now is the exact opposite. No doubt. Like, like if the playoffs started at Thanksgiving, everyone would have been looking at Jacksonville going, I don't want to have to deal with that. Right. Right? Like, that would have been the conversation five weeks ago about this football team. They don't have that kind of conversation around them Three right now because they don't win. You know, they've lost three weeks in a row. It's December. Go out and change it. Right. I, Philly's, in the same, Philly's in the same boat. Absolutely. The whole thing, the conversation doesn't matter, right? In the end, right? I mean, the, the what matters is we can all say, oh, they're going to lose. We've all done it, right? Like, Give oh, them the, a chance. The, the Patriots, yeah. t- first Super Bowl with Tom Brady, they were 17-point underdogs. No whatever. chance against No the chance whatsoever. It's going to be one of the epic blowouts. I mean, it's sports, man. We've seen it happen. I'm not, again, I'm not saying – Jags are going to get in and win four games against that level of competition. I don't expect that. They haven't shown me that. No. But I'll t- I want the opportunity. Yeah. You know, just it's still an amazing ride that we haven't had enough here on the first coast. So let's let's do that and let's start to build it up. And maybe we do win a game. And maybe we do just match what the Jags did last year and win that one playoff game. And then maybe you get blown out in the next round. I don't, I'll still I will take that as as further. Proof that they're establishing themselves as the team to yeah. deal with. Trevor Lawrence making the playoffs two of his first three years would be awesome. Well, especially after the first year, <laughs> right. they earned the number one pick. Like that's all. That's all good news. That still doesn't mean that the last half of this season has been all great uh, for Trevor Lawrence or the team. But just get in the playoffs, please. All right, let's go back out to the lines. Up, Ben in Palatka next on the All Pro Roofing phone lines. Hi, Ben. Hey guys, got a, a trivia question for you first, and then I've got a comment. Um, Name the player nicknamed the Albino Tiger. Well, it's Marquis Marquis Lee. Lee. Okay, good. You guys are Jaguar fans. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so i got a question. Uh, I was reading a post someone posted about Nathan Rourke going to uh, New England. Um, What if New England wins the Super Bowl with Nathan Rourke? Would that be a huge loss? I mean, we, we trusted the. Uh, and what 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 year are we talking office. about here, Ben? Next year. Uh, and, he, and what if he, they put him in and he wins three games? I tell you what. Year. If if uh, if they if they win the Super Bowl with Nathan Rourke, I'll say it was a big mistake by the Jags to ever expose him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'd be happy to fall on that sword. What if what if the Jags win the Super Bowl with C.J. Beathard? Hmm? I mean, that's just as likely to happen. Come on, I, New, New I England's can, a miserable team. I can pretty much guarantee. That the Patriots are not going to have Nathan Rourke on their practice squad for the next three weeks, and then in the offseason decide, you know what, we don't need to take Drake May at two or yeah. three. You or think whatever they may be in a position we, in the draft? We, yeah, we are good with this guy, who couldn't even that no one else wanted. Yeah, like look, I get it. The Patriots took Tom Brady in the sixth round. Okay, that. Crap does not happen. Yeah, guess what? It doesn't. And Purdy, happen. Purdy was the last pick of the draft. Do you think San Fran, if they had any clue he'd be this would good, would have risked right. him falling to the last pick of the draft? You get lucky sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I what th- that this, what, what if roster, Nathan Rourke goes to the Hall of Fame? What if he does? If that that good Patriots roster is an absolute mess on offense. If uh, look, if that kid wins a Super Bowl with the Patriots next year, then he's the best quarterback that's ever played the game. That's well, the bottom line. Uh, again, with I'm that not, roster, I'm not too concerned. I mean, like, look, I've, I mean, no, I mean, wow. I mean, again, do you? Th- 
you think the Jags <laughs> want to win football games? You think they're just like that? They think Nathan Rourke is better than what they have, and but we don't want him. I mean, here's my question: If Nathan Rourke had made that play in the preseason, would anybody give two craps no, about him? No, not a single person. None. Without that, he could do everything else just the same that he did without the play where he's breaking 59 tackles and falling down and throws a touchdown. No. No one no, no one even remember. Remember that guy in the preseason who played kind of well? They might remember that. Remember, what was the Guarantee guy's you. Alex Magoo? Yes. Remember? The great Magoo. Yeah, he was ran around a lot, big kid, you know, big arm, athletic. Okay, everyone yeah. fell in love with that There'll guy, There'll be another too. one next preseason again. There's always yeah. a guy on the roster that the fans – remember Cap Cappy? Oh, yeah. Everybody around here was convinced that that was he, the next Lawrence But what Lawrence if he goes Taylor. to the Hall of Fame? Well, then they made a mistake. <laughs> I mean, what do you want to say? I mean, if you pick a ridiculous hypothetical, if it comes true, yeah. then, yeah, that yeah. yeah, that would be – what if I win the Powerball? Yeah. I'm not showing up tomorrow. That they put right. Nathan Rourke on waivers because they needed to activate Jamal Agnew. What fools? You know, like, what, what are we talking about? I mean, it happen, all these moves happen every week in the NFL. It's already happened with Nathan Rourke this year. Yeah. Yeah, and, they signed him and cut him before. And, and cut no him and signed him back to the practice squad, and nobody picked him up. It's not like he's this hot commodity in the NFL. Not like Will Greer is either. But the Chargers were losing quarterbacks and needed another body, so let's go poach him off the practice squad of New England. And that created a hole, and that's the game, and that's yep. how it happens. And that's how E.J. Perry is back in the league for the moment. And what if E.J. Perry goes on to win the Super Bowl <laughs> with the Atlanta Falcons or oh. anybody else? Why didn't we recognize? They're they're just trolling at this point. That's not a legit. That was not a legitimate question. Well, whatever. It was not. It's uh, honestly, if we never never speak another word about Nathan Rourke, there's probably too many. uh, At this, who's a nice kid, by the way. That's fine. Don't care. Please don't take it as we think he's a jerk. He's not. He's not. Honestly, I I mean, being bluntly honest about it, really don't care. I mean, good good for you, Nathan Rourke. Go have a great career. Don't have a great career. You're not a member of the Jags anymore. I really don't care. Like, I don't think they made some massive mistake. I'd care if I thought they let some great talent get away. I don't. So, let's move on. Uh, hour two, coming up. If you want to get in, you know how to do it. 641-1010 on the All Pro Roofing phone lines with a text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Got a couple of questions out there as well uh, for you to weigh in on social media. We'll check in on those coming up in hour two. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. D-Rock on Jags Today is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air, commercial and residential on 1010XL. uh, From sportsbetting.ag, we're referencing just how likely it is the Jags make the playoffs. According to them, and again, everyone has their own formula for doing this, and a big part of the formula uh, for the sports books is just trying to set a number where there's going to be equal action on both sides of it, equal people saying yes, they will, versus no, they won't. Uh, but the Jags, to make the playoffs, are minus 145. In other words, you bet 145 to win 100, okay? And they are plus 115 if you say they don't make the playoffs. Anyway, they say that implies a 59.2% probability of making the playoffs. That's not winning the division. That's just making the playoffs. Um, they're 4-1 to one to make a wild card against, meaning they're more likely to win the division if they make the postseason. Right, and so there's right. It's a narrower uh, band of who actually makes the postseason. It's interesting because right now Houston and Buffalo would not be in the the wild card pictures. Right, it's it's Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Indianapolis at the moment. Right, and the AFC are the teams that would be in. 
Um, the favorites to make wild cards in the AFC, Cleveland, Houston, Buffalo, with Indy and Cincy coming in. I, I guess Indy is actually tied with Buffalo there, but mm. uh, just kind of interesting. Again, yeah. playing on the hot teams, doesn't matter who's in the position right now. That's factoring in what they all have left. Uh, and again, that's just people trying to project what's going to happen. Uh, the only people that really have a say in it are the 53 men on the field and the coaching staff and all that. Go out and play, and doesn't matter what we say leading up to the game. Let's go back out to the lines. Uh, Jaguar fans want to weigh in today, so let's allow them to do that. DJ in California is up next on the All Pro Roofing phone line. So what's up, DJ? What's going on, fellas? Hey, this is kind of a dream come true, I got to say. I'm usually listening to you guys uh, in the afternoon after I get off work. But uh, it's kind of pleasant to catch you while you're actually live. That's about the nicest um, thing anyone's say. ever said. We're kind of pleasant <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I hear you. I got to say, uh, being a Jaguars fan in Northern California, it's a long story how that happened, but I've been a Jag since before Tony Baselli was a Jag. So uh, it's not a bandwagon thing. But my family is full of 49ers fans, and those 49ers fans that called in, they ain't lying, man. Like, their their media is kind of trash. Uh, and the, the fan base, I mean, my old lady is, like, upset when they're down or when they're up 12 in the fourth quarter. She's, like, <laughs> freaking out like they're going to lose the game. And, you know, I, dude, I've been a Jags fan since the Jags were the Jags. So I'm excited when we're down 10 going into the fourth quarter, right? Like, it's like we got a shot. So uh, I don't know, man. All these people talking about treasure being, Trevor being a bust and all that, it's just ridiculous. The whole Nathan Rourke thing, I mean, dude, Nathan Rourke shows a lot of promise, but it's like you guys said, it's like nobody wanted him enough to sign him off the practice squad. They pulled him off of waivers when they lost their third stringer. So I, I don't know where we're going with that. But uh, All right, DJ, let me jump in. Uh, appreciate it, man. Uh, today is apparently a referendum on how fans fan on the West Coast of the country. But th- fine. Look, I'd like to get to the point where we um, – forget our recent past, right? And we're like, we're not satisfied with a two-score lead. That'd be great, mm-hmm. right? That me- just means you have a higher level of expectation. And that's where the Niners are right now. They see, look, they're fancy. They thrash Dallas. They thrash Philly. They thrash Jacksonville. And so they know when they play their best, they're probably a couple scores better than anybody in the league right now. Yeah. And when they don't play up to that, they recognize that. At least that's my guess is how they feel about it. And so, it, obviously, when you're a fan of a team that's struggled as long as the Jags have, you think that's spoiled behavior, and yeah. it probably is. But I, my point being, I want the Jags to get to the point where they yeah. can have a earned spoiled behavior. Yeah, that must be fun to be going into an NFL game, have a two-score fourth-quarter lead, and be like, man, we're what not humiliating the opponent this What is wrong with right? us today? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, DJ, thank you. Let's go to Tim on the west side next up on Jaguars today. What's up, Tim? Hey, guys. Um, just uh, super excited to call in. I'm kind of like these West Coast guys, born and raised in Jacksonville and moved to Sacramento in 2016, and I appreciate the show, listen every morning. But I think one thing that is encouraging, I know we've had these big losses, but in the past we're losing because we can't compete, and now we're you know losing some games because we're beating ourselves. And that's something that I think we can control. Um, it is encouraging. So I just, you know, hope people kind of consider that as where we've come from, where we're going. You know, we're not satisfied with where we are, but at least now things are within our control. So just excited about that and where we're going. And I appreciate the show you guys uh, put on every day. All right. Thank you, Tim. Uh, look, good point. The, you, you look back to the early part of the Gus Bradley tenure here. 
you, they didn't at times look like they belonged on no. an NFL field, right? And so there is that, right? And so your losses now are self-inflicted <laughs> as opposed well, to uh, – no, I get there is, I mean, there's a lot to that. I, I mean, get what he's I, saying. I, you know, the only time where they couldn't compete this year was the San Francisco game. Like, they were clearly outclassed in that game. But there hasn't been another game this year where I've thought they, they can't compete with this team. I agree. You know, and uh, even Buffalo and Baltimore. I mean, it was what, 10 7? Uh, it was 10 7 going into the fourth quarter. Now they scored right away. But either right. way, and, it was, they look, missed, yeah, they missed all those two miscues goals in the and, first half. Yeah, it was they, 3 nothing for the longest time. Right. Right. So, you know. Did but, they get worn down in the fourth quarter? Yes. I think they did. Yeah. And then yes. you saw that in the run defense numbers. Right. But maybe, maybe if you're up and you don't miss two field goals and you don't stand on the five yard line. Watching yeah. the clock run, yeah, out. and you know, maybe make maybe. Baltimore do something difficult at any point in the game. Maybe it didn't have to. Did no, they? no, but his his point is a good one. They they are yeah. in all these games, but you know, I, I they were in games last year too, right? And they right. found ways to pull them out, even if it was as an underdog or whatever, and and even it was you know just all the breaks went their way. They created breaks, whatever. You still want to build off whatever you did the previous season. Unless uh, it'd be understandable if you had this wave of free agent exodus that went out the door or a season long wave of injuries. It hasn't been like that for the most part for the Jags. So granted they've had some injuries, but nothing to complain about compared to most teams, you know, in the NFL. It's I don't think it's anything, you know, it's probably below league average, I would guess, in terms of games missed. Um, that, that'd be a good I, I number will, to find I would out. I have to check that. I don't know, but it feels... That's my guess. I mean, like, Zay Jones not missing games, yeah, but he was clearly not the same player, so that's an impact. Um, but you know, every team, like Baltimore, lost J.K. Dobbins in week one. Correct. And we don't think about it because guys that come sometimes in it's pick easy, up the slack. Yeah, sometimes it's easier to overcome those injuries when they happen early in Absolutely. the season. Sometimes, yeah. right? And you got to have the personnel in the right key spot. Correct. Sometimes you get the wrong injuries uh let's go to you know as if there are right injuries but you know what i mean injuries you're better prepared to withstand yeah that guy went down depth. yes finally <laughs> yeah. like there's not a whole lot of that james and nakati on the all pro roofing phone hey, line. A local how about that good morning Someone james on the, on the eastern time zone. Hey, how you doing? i know right i mean almost it's almost local now nakati's unrecognizable it's weird living out here now but um look just a couple points in terms of the offensive line like can anybody on the station right now. I mean, Mike, uh, Tony, you guys probably can. Mike, uh, who's name an offensive lineman on the Rams? They're rolling out there with Kyron Williams, who was undrafted. He's just yeah. averaging 22 fantasy points. Well, what I'm getting at is, if if you're having issues on the offensive line, it's between Rousher, the O-Cord, and and Dougie P to figure out ways to to play to the strength of the offensive line. Although I don't know if Luke Fortner has any strengths. I'm not sure, but <laughs> Sheriff's obviously on a downturn right now. Um, you know, they're rolling out there with Puka, who was a fifth-round pick. I mean, Coop was a, uh, a third-round pick. I mean, they're making these things work. I mean, Welch Welker was the greatest slot receiver, in my opinion, of all time. Julian Edelman, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the Pats made things work offensively. They played within their skill sets. And it seems as though we're trying to make a system work with the guys that we have that just does not work. We're better suited rolling Trevor out. Uh, getting guys on the move, creating space, finding ways. And I swear to God, if we run an up-the-middle draw play one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. What is that, like negative, an average negative two yards? <laughs> it never works, and it's called three times a game. Actually, but that's my, my comment. Actually, I, I looked Thanks. that stat up the other day. The last, uh, what is it, last month, okay, 
they are averaging 10.5 yards per game running between the tackles. Per game. Per game. Right. 10.5, not per carry, per game. Right. They are so bad uh, in terms of running the ball in between the tackles. Uh, Look, he's right. Can I name a bunch of offensive linemen on the Rams? No. Uh, You can't name any of these guys. All right. But I can't. Is Note Boom still there? Uh no. Okay. Yes, but he's a backup. Oh, but but he may go. be playing because uh, Rob Havenstein is injured. It's just a weird but, enough but name I that But I can tell you, and I can look at the metrics and tell you that the Rams rank ninth, uh, where are they, 22nd in pass block win rate at 54%. Right. That's what he's saying, though. This is, Get the job done. Right. right. Like, oh, they're, and and they're those left guys are not getting it done up front. Their That's left the tackle line. is an undrafted free agent, Alaric Jackson. He's been in the league for a few years, but he's an undrafted rookie, free agent that they signed. And, you know, the Jags, Walker Little's second-round pick, Cam Robinson's first-round pick. Like, Walker Little's playing well before he got hurt. I'm just saying, yeah. though, you know, like no, – okay, It's play- a problem. Has, the offensive line anyone, is the number one problem Well, then who's – how can we say anybody's been playing well? I mean, are these season-long numbers that show that they're – Basically, the worst offensive line in the league. When you're second worst in pass block and you're like fourth worst in, in yeah. run block, it's bad. It's not good. It's not good. You know, anyway. and it was an issue last year. They knew they had to get stronger in the middle of the offensive line, and they did nothing to do that. Not in the middle. They certainly didn't. No, no, not at all. Hey, well, the exception of adding Ezra Cleveland, and fortunately, they added him. Right. I right. Mean, now he's hurt too. I understand that, but I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's just another body they'd be further even down the depth chart without him so uh all right we'll come back thank you for the call there and uh, if you're on the line we'll get to you before the hour is out a lot of feedback today and uh, a couple of questions out there floating around a will the jags make the postseason basically and then uh, your level of confidence in the jags this weekend if cj bethard is in fact starting at quarterback you can hit us up on social media with your response to that over 400 votes on each of those so far this morning, but we got breakfast bowl drafting coming up next. This is Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and beautiful people all across the world. Let's get ready for the breakfast bowl challenge. Mike Tarocco on Jaguars today is kept comfortable by Lloyd's Heating and Air on 1010XL. All right, time to go breakfast bowl drafting as we do every week. Tony, give us a recap of week 15, please. Last week, D-Rock took down the week with an 87.92 point total. Dempsey came in second, 84.62. Pockets third, 59.06. And I lost lost for the second week in a row with 44.02. Thank you, Bijan. Say that with a little more gusto. I lost. With 44 That's points. still better two. than the week before, though, right? What, it what is, is better po- than what the week pockets before. end up with last week? Pockets wound up with 59.06. Okay. All right, because I think we had a typo in the initial we did. Uh, send out and made it look closer than it was. Like like Jalen Hurts needed like 35, 35 37 or something to, to have Tony not buy this yeah. week and uh, ended up closer. I wish that than I bogus thought. false start penalty and the interception on the first pick in the end zone away <laughs> from maybe winning. Yeah. Getting out of the hole. But that was a lot to ask. All right. So uh, every week we draft a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and a flex. It's not a super flex. It is point per reception scoring. So all the fantasy people out there know 
what the landscape is. Uh, you can only use each player once all year. So once you've taken them, they're no longer eligible to be drafted by you. And uh, once somebody takes a player, nobody else can have them. Let me ask you this. Hmm. This came up on our SiriusXM draft. We've been doing that for years over there as well. And somebody knew that they were the only one who could take Bijan last week, which is yeah. ironic, right? Because <laughs> not the week to take Bijan, Tony Smith. But anyway, no, they, yeah. they knew that they were the only one to take Bijan, so they're the only running back they put on their list. Well, somebody who had already used Bijan drafted Bijan. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, we know that they've already used him, so go ahead. What happens down the stretch here if somebody takes it and we catch it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like we've... We've had this discussion before, especially late in the season, as to can we play strategy where you take a player you've already used because you know he's going to have a big week and the person who hadn't used him would love to use him that week. Can you call the name just to block somebody taking somebody like that? And we said no. Like If you take a player that you've already used and somebody else hadn't used him, they can still use they him that week. They can still use him as long as they, re you know, they recognize. Yeah. Because otherwise we couldn't, you know – Call the same name. All right. Anyway, it's Tony, Dylan, myself, D-Rock. In that order, uh, let's go drafting. Tony. Okay. Josh Allen. All right. Could have written that one in mm -hmm. ahead of time. Tony and I are the only ones who can use Josh Allen. This is the week we had circled. But, you know, D-Rock, I wasn't willing to lay down in week 15 <laughs> to get Josh Allen. So, uh, Dylan. Justin Jefferson. Ah. Bum. I knew D-Rock He's my bum. Him. Yeah, he's your bum now, I guess. Um, well, that stinks. Uh, I will take, I guess I'll roll with the hot hand of James Cook. Always try to. Anyway, D-Rock. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Joe Mixon. Okay. Sorry for you. And I'm then going to go with Matt Stafford. Okay. Oh, he's not doing it. Good. Oh, wait. There's still one more. Oh, <laughs> you stink. Um, all right. Uh, Stafford off the board. Honestly, I don't have. It's a weird week. It is I don't have, week. like, guys that I love this week. Yeah. I did. I had two. They went first two picks. <laughs> um, I'll take and make sure I haven't used them. I know I haven't, but uh, I'll triple check. DJ Moore. Pockets. David and Joku. Oh, there's a point chaser right there for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was last week was the week to use him for sure. All right, Tony. Back to backers here. I will go Rashi Rice. And Kenneth Walker. Okay. Uh, back to you, Pockets. My pen is dying on me. All right. We're good. Let me go. Give me Chris Olave tonight. Okay. He is supposed to play. He's supposed to play, yep. All right, Olave off the board. Uh, and I really don't have great, great feelings about any of these players here that I'm getting ready to select. Uh, <laughs> let me just check once again here. <laughs> So sorry to hold up the proceedings, but that's what I'm doing. You at say the, the name and we'll let you know quick. I know you will. I know you will. I'm pretty sure I'm good on this one. All right. Um, I, got, I got all these guys pretty much for free to wrap up here. Um, yeah, let me go ahead and get uh, Jake Ferguson at tight end. Okay. 
D-Rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, I got a lot of guys that other people can't take here. Um, let me go with Cole Komet. Okay. He's on my tight end list, but I already taken DJ. I'm going to go with... Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. All right. Uh, don't like that matchup. <laughs> don't like that matchup. All right. Uh, this is going to sound crazy to you, but I'm going to take Joe Flacco at quarterback. Who are they playing? Uh, Houston. That's right. Gonna tear the Texans a new one. <laughs> I hope. We can all root for that pick. Uh, Dylan. Quarterback or running back here? I'm going to go uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. All right, Tony. Tight end and a flex. I will go Isaiah Likely. All right, that one in. And Amari Cooper. Okay. Pockets. Running back. Saquon Barkley. Saquon, I'm going Isaiah Pacheco in the flex, and D-Rock. Mike Evans in the flex. You are so terrible. I mean, if there was <laughs> honestly That's Shipley, worse Demetrius, are you guys ready for the call? Because, I mean, we may need to shake things up on Thursdays going forward. Here, unbelievable. Uh, all right, Tony goes Josh Allen, Kenneth Walker, Rushy Rice, Isaiah Likely, Amari Cooper, Pockets, as Patrick Mahomes, Saquon Barkley, Justin Jefferson, David Njoku, and Chris Olave. I'm going Joe Flacco, James Cook, DJ Moore, Jake Ferguson, Isaiah Pacheco, and D-Rock's got Matt Stafford, Joe Mixon, Mike Evans. Who's he playing? Uh, Cole Komet and Devontae Smith. Breakfast Bowl is locked in. We had another week of excitement and thrills, uh, particularly. If, uh, by now, everyone has bought at least three times this year. Tony and I bought three times each. Uh, D-Rock and Pockets, they couldn't remember. One of them's bought four, the other's bought five. Do you have the tally, Tone? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, it's, I think that's the – one of them's bought four times. I want to say D-Rock's bought four, Pockets bought five, but – That sounds right. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> really, honestly. <laughs> I, 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 that, to me, doesn't matter. It's who ends up with the, the trophy at the end of the year. It's nice if you don't have to buy breakfast, but that's just kind of like a – little week-to-week knife twister. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. All right, uh, we are done with that. Let's come back. Let's uh, debate these questions of the day and see where folks' uh, headspace is at the moment. It's still time for you to get in at 641-1010 on the Oprah Roofing phone lines if you want to give it a shot uh, down the stretch here. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Mike DiRocco, and Dylan Denmark. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Mike DiRocco, Thursday on Jaguars Today, is brought to you by Lloyd's Heating and Air on 1010XL. All right, D-Rock here. Matt Tony, Dylan Denmark, Mike Dempsey. Down the stretch here on uh, Thursday edition. Sorry, getting a little distracted. Just trying to read a few of the texts coming in. Uh, this one, D-Rock, your thoughts on this. Uh, anyone commented, it is on the text line, Design My Lifetime Enclosures. Anyone commented on why plays take so long to get off? Trevor Lawrence leaves a battle line in their stance until the play clock runs down or runs out or the offensive line jumps offside, seems we play better in a hurry-up, so why play so slow? I, I 
want to say that I heard Mia O'Brien address this the other day and said philosophically that's what they're asking him to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's look, it's not that it's not a problem if the plays work. That's the bigger issue. <laughs> the, some of the plays that uh, like when they're not executing. I but you know how it yet. is. Some teams play better. You feel like some teams get in a rhythm when you get in a tempo and you get up there and snap it. And, and it's one thing in the second half if you're trying to milk the clock or whatever. I, I is it? Do you think if in fact that this is philosophically what they're doing that they're just looking at it like, look, we're beat to hell, right? We're not stopping the run. We're not running the ball. If we're in this, if it's a one score game, the more we can shorten the game. That's part of it. The better. Yeah, I mean. If you hurry if, up and if, go three if, and if out, it doesn't play, benefit if you. If you're a play caller, you have to take into effect or into consideration your strengths. What's my guy doing? Is is Trevor looking shaky? Is he on a roll? Um, what's my confidence in the run game that this can come back? What's the health of my guys? You know, all that has to take into you have to take that into consideration. And the Jags to go out there and go hurry, hurry, hurry all the time. I think we can remember how bad things got years or several years ago when it was three and out and then the defense is back on the field and three and out when the defense is back on the field. It, it, get it right is more important than I think the tempo here. And, and if you start having success and you start executing the plays and you're not killing yourself with stupid mistakes, then that momentum develops even if you're taking almost all of the play clock. All right, uh, so there you go. Uh, there's your answer. Um, let's ju- jump in on today's questions of the day. Pockets, would you'd be so kind? Let's hit up that 10 10 take. 10 10 10 10 take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10 10 take. Brought to you by JM Roofing Jacksonville, your storm restoration specialist. Felt like I had a uh, mouthful of Novocaine in that last sentence, right? <laughs> All right, uh, that's uh, how I felt. All right, maybe. You felt the same. Uh, so, uh, two questions today. With three games to go in the regular season, how do you think that things will end for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Your choices are AFC South champs, earn a wild card berth, or miss the playoffs entirely. If I'm betting right now, I'll still say AFC South champs. But I think the most likely path is that you're going to need Indy to lose a game somewhere along the way because I, I would say lose to the Bucks, beat the Panthers, division title on the line in week 18. At least I hope that it's within their grasp that they can just simply beat Tennessee. If Indy goes out, or Houston for that matter, goes out and wins the next two weeks, and I put Indy first simply because it doesn't look like C.J. Stroud's going to play, and you know they play Cleveland, which is a much tougher opponent than Atlanta, uh, then it could be out of the Jags' hands. It could be dependent on who wins the Indy-Houston matchup in week 18, but I will – Haltingly vote for AFC South champs still at this point, the most likely outcome. What say you? Yeah, I, that's where I would lean at this point. I think they, whatever happens Sunday against the, the Bucs, and, and, you know, if you, if you pin me down right now, I would say I don't think Trevor plays. But, again, it depends on what happens this week, uh, today practice-wise. But whatever happens Sunday against the Jags, they're, they win those last two games, they'll win the division. I will take right now. Now, it'd be great if the Jags win, then maybe Indy and Houston both win. We don't know, right? But if the Jags win, fine, because we maintain our position. I will take them being in the same position coming out of this game right now. Now, I prefer if they win, obviously. Right? Right. Big, to end but you their don't streak. want to lose ground. But if they lose, if those other two teams lose, 
I'm going to breathe a big sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be like, hey, we're eight and seven. Okay, we're nine and eight last year's division champs. Maybe we go 10 and seven, uh, but now it's must win time the rest of the way. But I think they'll be better uh, suited in those matchups. You probably have Trevor Lawrence back if he doesn't play this week, for instance. And Carolina, you should beat regardless. So, Tony, AFC South champs, wild card, miss the playoffs. What's yeah. the most likely? I think Houston loses this week. I think the Colts are going to lose at least one of the next three. I can't imagine uh, that, them winning. That's the hope, like, but ending the season on a four game winning streak. I just don't see that team. I can't pick the game though for no, that like, and I'm with you it, it may be Houston it may be this week it might be Atlanta I just don't think Indianapolis is a team that's going to win eight of their last nine games in the season I, I agree don't see that. but if I'm picking Indy right now week by week I'm picking them each of these three probably weeks because they're going to have you know I think Houston does lose to Cleveland this week and if that happens by the time we get to week 18 they may be effectively eliminated, and if that's the case, maybe C.J. Stroud never comes back this year, right? And maybe. Indy has that game at home. It's at least possible. Right. So that's, at least po- I'm much but I more think, worried about Indy I think right each now. of them are going to lose at least one game. I, I really right. do. I'm, so, I'm so pretty convinced they're each going to lose one. I think the Jags are going to lo- win their last two games and be the AFC South champions. Okay. I think this week is a complete toss-it-up-in-the-air. Like right. I have no idea what to expect out of the whole team. Uh, this week, especially with Trevor Lawrence not being able to play. It'd be tough enough if we knew Trevor was healthy all week. He wouldn't even be healthy this week. He'd be playing with a knee injury and an ankle injury, right? Even if we didn't have the concussion last week that he's still trying to play through. And a lack of practice. Right. Reps. There's a lot going on with that right now. So it's it's hard to know what Jaguars team will show up this week on a three-game losing streak. And honestly, it's hard to pick them. Um, against the Buccaneers I, yeah. this week. But I think they're going to win the final two games of the season. I think each of those other two teams in the division lose at least one, and they're still the AFC South champ. 57.6% of those who voted, 450 so far, uh, say AFC South champs, the most likely avenue. Keep in mind, read you uh, earlier the sports book that put out the implied odds, 59% of them just making the playoffs. Here, you add in 13% of the folks who think they'll earn a wild card berth. So basically 70% think they're still headed mm-hmm. to the postseason. 293 right now, so they'll miss the playoffs entirely. And, uh, you know, again, check with me next week if, in fact, the Jags lose and Indy and Houston both win this week about how I feel about that. But uh, the second, the bonus question today, what is your confidence level versus the Bucks this week if C.J. Beathard starts at quarterback for Jacksonville? Jags win no matter what. Still think the Jags win. Bucks are the clear favorite. Jags have no chance. I, honestly, you know, we want we try to put in a range of outcomes in these, right? But almost any week in the NFL, it's tough to say X wins no matter what or X has no chance, right? I mean, it's got to be a small number, and there are matchups where you go, you know, this team's playing well. There's no way they lose this game. And I'm not saying that never happens. Um, but with a team, put it this way, that's 8-6, and six, you shouldn't say either end of that spectrum very much, I mm-hmm. wouldn't right. think. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to maybe feel that way next week uh, when Carolina's coming to <laughs> I town. I hope we right? feel like, that way. Like but that's if, one that they, they absolutely cannot afford to lose. Lose to the Bucs by yeah. 14, though, Tone? Will, will everyone feel that way? I don't know if they will. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. But, well, if they do it without their quarterback and they get Cam Robinson back and like if there I are pieces you. coming back on the field for the Jags, no, I don't think it would change the way you feel about the Carolina game necessarily. But they don't have that this week. I don't think Trevor's playing this week at this point. 
I don't either, right? but uh, I really have no way of knowing that. They definitely don't have Cam. They have all those issues along the offensive line. There's still going to be issues this week. They got nothing to fall back on offensively. You got one of your top three receivers expected to be available this week, right? I think there are a lot of reasons to feel like with Tampa as hot as they are, Tampa is the pretty clear favorite between these two teams at this point with where both teams are in their season. and. That's the way I voted. Um, I yeah, Bucks the clear favorite. I mean, I again, if you ask me that with Trevor Lawrence playing, I was shocked honestly that it opened with the Jags a three point favorite based on the trajectory, the trend lines for both of these teams. This is before word came out that Trevor was in the concussion protocol, and the Bucks are a slight favorite in this game. I, I honestly. You line the Bucks up with one three in a row at home against a Jags team that's limping in, lost three in a row, and they're playing their backup quarterback. How's it even that close projected? That might be the Baker Mayfield effect. Because Maybe there, it is. Because there is still the belief that Baker Mayfield is just as likely to turn it over four times as he is to do what he did last week and throw four touchdowns. That, that's the belief about Baker Mayfield. There's always this. He's never been this consistent. The blow-up game is coming. Um, and I think that's the way a lot of people believe. I, I vote – you know, the Bucks are the clear favorite. And if I'm the Bucks, my game plan is we're not going to turn it over. We're just going to play sound, smart football, especially if it's C.J. Beathard, because we know we can stop their run and their offense will be severely limited. So let's just not make the mistakes and turn this over and give them a chance to win this game. Yeah, it feels like a week where the Jags desperately need Josh Allen to make a game-changing player too. Right, to give them a, a real chance to or win. Anybody. Right. On anybody. Sunday. Like they just need and he's been close fifteen times this year, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not just as he's been so close over and over and over and over again. He was last week again. He's been really close to those kind of plays. Well, Baker gives you those shots. So like I do think part of it this week for the Jags to win is somebody and Josh Allen being the most likely to make it happen, because he is their best player on that side of the ball make something happen for the defense, force a couple of turnovers, and look, give your offense some kind of short field because it doesn't feel like a team that's going to go a long way. How about Agnew returns one for a touchdown? Yeah. Right? We they need something about above McManus the normal. Make his kicks too. That would be a good place to start. By the way, if you're counting on this out of Baker, it is flying in the face of what he's done this Correct. year. Correct. He's been really good. Like, he has what, not had and two picks in a game this year. Yeah, one, 24 and eight touchdown interception eight. ratio. He's not, close. he's had eight games where he's thrown one interception. He's not had a single game where he's thrown more than one interception. So he's not that four interception game. If you're thinking of that, you're thinking back. That, that's the perception of Baker. That's what it is. I mean, he's played, but it's really not the well. reality Correct. of Baker Correct. of this season, at least to this yeah. point in time. And uh, the weapons are there. They're in place, man. I mean, uh, they're, they're much better than the Jags weapons. Right now, uh, simply because the Jags are beat up at wide receiver. At least the uh, the wide receiver portion is clearly tilted in the Bucks' favor. Uh, much like the talent portion is tilted in XL Primetime's favor. So let's, <laughs> just uh, numbers. Just let's show you why. Coming up now. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet. Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. 
All right, Joe C's in the house. Hello, that was Joseph. A Dempsey Holiday cheer right there. Yes, yes. That that was as nice as I can be. Exactly. Right there. I mean, what a good segue. I'm so. really I'm really nice at the Christmas party, and then I'm back to normal. <laughs> I am. I'm just right back to normal. But uh, but uh, going off of what you guys said, the, the weapons, which I know you guys, when you do your your fantasy, Rashard White has been picked quite often. Okay, and so not just the receivers. He's been a big impact catching the ball yeah. out of the backfield. Yeah. So the, these linebackers are going to have to be prepared for that because he's been a big-time weapon in the passing game for him. They're not a great running team at all. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you got a Hall of Famer in Mike Evans. you got Chris Godwin, who didn't practice last week until Friday and went out for 155 yeah. yards. Yeah. And, you know. And Otten, you can throw any of these other guys. He's at least a big red yeah. zone target. And yeah. Baker's playing his butt off, man. I mean, uh, you look at those numbers, it's pretty impressive what he's done efficiency-wise. I've had some baked-in anti-Baker bias, and now i gotta, I got to give it to That's him. That's what D-Rock's talking about. Yeah. They, it exists out there, right? And, uh, you know, but the, the reality is he's played way above that yeah. this year. So, uh, Joey, I'm sure you have – uh, some signing day fallout to get yeah, into yeah. today. Some Jags. What else? Yeah, recruiting and then also FSU because they're still ticked off about not getting in the natty. And they're going to, I believe, they're using that as leverage anyway, an emergency meeting up in Tallahassee about their relationship with the ACC. So we'll have Rick on later and then obviously tear back into the, the Bucks and the Jags like you guys have. All right, Joey, have a good uh, show today. Uh, why You're a veteran of all the navigating the highways and byways in as yeah. rapid a fashion as possible, right? Yeah. yeah. Why I is lean it, on that pedal. Like, like 95 South, big accident today. Yeah. Everything's congested, yeah. right? There's a stretch coming up. You know, like by 9A and all that stuff, where right. there's there's no breaks in the median, right? So you got a solid median in the middle, yet everything on the opposite direction yeah. is also backed up. Why is that? The rubberneckers of rubberneckers are out there, I suppose. Anyway, I pulled I hate up those on, people. From, I pulled on to 9B, and it's exactly what you're talking about, and and I don't know where they're not going or where they're trying right, you to get up there to. and you're like well wait a minute why were was it ever slow i don't oh understand so yeah extra 15 minutes and today. by the way i went and picked up hyla last night from the airport and there was a backup at the airport just to get i'm not going to tell you how to pick up your person at the airport because <laughs> i don't want to give it away but there was a backup there so there's traffic everywhere man. <laughs> all right joey uh if uh, will you be here tomorrow yeah, yeah. Okay. Sometimes don't know with the PGA Tour stuff that yeah, you do. We're on the road tomorrow. But okay, yes, well, Merry Christmas. Here. Yeah, Merry Christmas, we'll see you guys. Yeah, man. And there he goes. Uh, Joe Cowart, the uh, king of cheer in St. Augustine, <laughs> Florida. Certainly not me, but uh, we all know that. All right, D-Rock, what do you got coming up at ESPN.com? Uh, what have I got coming up? I uh, I have Josh Allen's story that's supposed to run maybe this weekend um, about onions. Um, so that's a nice little tease there. In the About business. onions. Onions. Mm. Onions. Oh, like, uh, like onions, onions. Oh, like real onions. Like not put them on onions. Your, no, like onions. on your salad, on your the burger. Kiss. Onions. Yeah. Uh, not those Bill Raftery onions. onions. Yes. Um, and working on some playoff stories, believe it or not. Got to be prepared. So why not? Yeah. Working on a big Doug Peterson story. Are you also working on big collapse stories? Uh, starting to. Oh no! <laughs> I was hoping that. Gotta be. Hey, no. look, look. This Not is how. That. This is how you have to approach these kind of things because you don't want to be taken. Like I have a Trevor. You don't have to start writing. Right. I have a Trevor <laughs> story. Fine. I have a Trevor is going to play story written. I have a Trevor is not going to play, and C.J. Beathard's story is going to write. Or is going to uh, start written. So when the time in the news comes, boom, send it in. You work ahead, baby. That's well, the key. I, I spoke with Pete Prisco today for the pregame show, and uh -huh. rather than do two separate interviews, 
We may not delve into the quarterback position a whole lot in those four <laughs> minutes also of conversation, it, right? Yes. We just kind of worked our way around that, not knowing who I'm that's going to be. pretty sure it'll be touched upon in the pregame. I would think so, right? The other, the <laughs> remaining two hours and 56 minutes will go in depth on that. And look, uh, Trevor, get well soon. CJ, if you're going to play, man, we're, let's rally the troops and, and lead us to victory. Make it happen. You man. know, make it happen. We're not, we're showing up. We're, we're pulling for the Jags and let's get this thing done. Uh, D-Rock, Merry Christmas. To you and yours, in all seriousness. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you guys, Dylan. May you get well. another uh, lumberjack shirt yeah. under the tree <laughs> this year. And uh, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Love you guys. Uh, even though sometimes we have uh, caustic interactions on Twitter. <laughs> you mean? Oh, I thought you meant on this program. Oh no, I program. love you guys too. But all I right. love all the fans so out I there. I put the, the bat signal out for Shipley and Demetrius right. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> show today. Uh, no, love everybody out there listening and reading. Thank you very much. Uh, without you know the interest, I would probably not be doing what I'm doing. So thank Amen you. to that, bro. We love having you. You know that, and all of our uh, co-hosts and and uh, folks that contribute to the show on a regular basis. So uh, we'll see you after the Christmas holiday, yep. and uh, that'll be it. Um, bad luck in the Breakfast Bowl this week, especially with Mike Evans. Man, this guy. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. That's <sighs> all what right, I'll say. that's that's what his official uh, line will be. That'll do it for us today. Tom McManuson tomorrow on a Keys to Victory Friday. Let's get us a W and then uh, maybe something along the lines of what you want under your uh, teal Christmas tree this year. You know, some kind of Christmas-themed uh, activity as well. That'll do it for us. For Tony Smith and Dylan Denmark, of course, for Mike DiRocco, I'm Mike Dempsey. Thank you for listening to Jaguars today. Keep it right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.